Hi, this is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and we are engaging in something I don't think I've ever done before. I do love new things, and I love studying, and I love getting on a concept that I think is useful and profitable and works for our good. So I've been thinking quite a lot about what it takes to have a change, and as you who have been with us for a while, certainly since the beginning of the year, you know we've been talking about you've got to get started to finish. And what does it take to change a habit? And what is a habit? And how do we absorb them into our lives? And what does it take to change anything? And then I've been thinking a lot about C.S. Lewis's remark that we are afraid of change because we view change as disruptive. It is, isn't it? But does disruption mean good or bad? I think we have a concept that disruptive usually means not so good. And more than that, as my husband says, Will Rogers is always talking about, well, he's not always talking about it, it's his quote, that we're all in in favor of progress, but we don't want any change. Does that sound familiar to you? It is to me. Like even saying to you, I love change, I feel a little tweak in my spirit that says, do you really love change? I mean, you talk about change, you change things, you try things, but you've been wearing black and white clothes now for 27 years. Doesn't sound like much of a change attitude. So I'm embarking with you. I'm a little ahead of you. But I've been embarking on what does it mean to change this notion of change being disruptive to Lewis's concept that change is expansive. It's expanding us. When we make a change, we are being expanded. So I want to set the stage for things to come and talk to you about change, change of our hearts, not just change of our habits, but deep change. And I want to talk about something that you've all heard if you've been in the church or been in contemporary reading, um, this phrase called spiritual formation. It's more popular than ever. If you haven't heard of it, I'm surprised, but you will. And what does it actually mean? And how do I embrace it in my own life? A few years ago, there was a course that was so wonderful. And I'd like to sing it for you, but all of you know how what a horrible voice I have. But I'll probably wind up with a few notes because I can hardly say it without singing it. It's change my heart, oh God, make it ever new. Change my heart, oh God, may I be like you. Oh, I sing that thousands of times, just thousands of times. And it it evoked in me a desire for change. But I realized that during that period of that chorus being popular and frequently sung in my churches, I discovered that it was just a series of a few words. And I left it thinking, yeah, that's a good desire. Okay, good. Got to go home now and be just like I've been forever or for a long, long time. And then some years ago, just at this season, which was another trigger that pushed me over the hill to talk about this, just at this preparation time for Easter, I was in a church service and the phrase in a song that was being sung said, this time, change my heart. I have no idea about the other words of that song. 
I have no idea what songbook it's in. I've never seen it again, but it stuck in my heart, even the melody, this time, this day, Lord, this passage of perfection for Easter, change my heart. This time. It's a heart-wrenchingly true the number of times I've heard this cry from my own heart and from the lips and voices of others. Change is something we desire, something we want, or we certainly want the fruit of the change. Change is a very interesting word in its definition. Change makes something new or different, alter, undergo an alteration, make an adjustment, amend, improve, modify, convert, revise, recast, reform, reshape, remold, reconstruct, reorganize, reorder, refine. Isn't it all those re's there? What are all those re's about? It's taking all these words and saying, let's do it again. And what I've come to believe, and I want to encourage you with this, that as we march through these sessions with me, and you know I can be a platoon soldier, we're going to get through these. As we begin this process of looking at these, remember that this is for a lifetime, something we want to get in the practice of, waiting, being open for change. A great theologian said, all spirituality is about letting go. The older I get, the more I am drawn to the realization that I'm closer to the great letting go, to leaving this kingdom of God on earth and going to this kingdom of heaven wherever it will be. I realize that change is absolutely essential to that letting go. It is what spirituality is all about. I've got to let go of the old habit. I've got to let go of the things that are familiar. I've got to let go of the words that I always speak and replace them with new ones. Not just change me, but change my heart. And this is where the crux will find its axis during our time together. This isn't about just changing some words. This is about something very deep and very inner. And those of you who have ever seen me teach or seen a video, you know, I talk about the priorities of God and that they're not in ladder form, one, two, three, and four. They're at the core. And I always say the core, and I hold my fist right in the center of my body. That's where God is. He's at the core. He wants to be at the core. And when we change, we talk about being at the core. It starts in the heart, it ends in the heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all vigilance, with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of God. Some of them, Bible translations, use the guard your heart or watch over your heart. The Sermon on the Mount tells us very clearly, it's not just about don't kill someone. Don't pull the trigger. Don't kill someone. You might get caught and go thrown into prison. No, he says, no, no, no. That's not enough in the new covenant. You can't even hate someone. Why is that? Because it's our heart. It's what fundamentally is who we are. We have a human spirit that is being formed. And the choices we make, the events that form us, are, uh, have to do with the life we live, the things we say, the places we go. And spiritual formation is really about transformation. That I am being formed in spiritual likeness with him. And I'm never going to complete that. 
I'm being made perfect. I'm not perfect. Yes, I'm a recovering perfectionist, no doubt about it. <laughs> My little granddaughter and I talk about this because she says to me, Nana, you're like me. You're a perfectionist. And I say, yes, Eliana, but I'm trying not to be, and I don't want you to be either. Shall we work on this together? Will you remind me when I'm being a perfectionist? Well, she's 12, and she can remind Nana at the turn of a curb. But it's true. We want to be made perfect now. And the scripture says that we are being made perfect and we will not be made perfect until we see him. We see him face to face. So get in the habit of being formed in his likeness. Get in the habit of transformation. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, which is one of my anchor passages when I think about this subject of my own formation. All of us with veiled faces seeing the glory of the Lord as though reflected in a mirror are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord and his spirit. For one degree of glory or another. That means I'm never going to get to all the glory till I get to be with him. But I am being changed from one degree to another. In all of this, we can be transformed. A teachable spirit, a teachable person is the best news in town. <clears throat> I don't have to stay here. I don't have to be stuck here. I can be reformed and transformed. I'm so amazed at the reality of someone my age or older who says to me, I am new, I am being changed. And I think, yes, they are. And our bodies are getting older when we look frumpier and we are and we are and we are. But with our interior, Paul talks about it and he says, we're like a tent and the tent is wearing out, but inside we're so excited. People often say this to me, and I'm really grateful because I am so excited, even though on the outside, ah, my pace is a little less than it used to be. So if our life is now a product, a result of what we have lived through in the depths of our being in our spirit, a place where we will make our choices, this is the heart of spiritual formation. This is the heart of having a changed heart. Pause for a moment and try to think about a circumstance or a situation in your life, in your community, in your world that you have been engaged in. I have a young friend. He's currently in the hospital after nearly losing his life. He's 53 years old. How do you ask a 53-year-old get in a hospital nearly losing his life? It was a series of choices he made, just one at a time, where he lived, who he hung out with, what he ate, and what he drank. And he ate and drank and made so many poor choices that at 53, he was rushed to the hospital, intubated, and they were not certain that he would survive. Dallas Willard, who you know is one of my heroes, he says we live from the heart. We don't live from our habits. We don't live. We speak from the heart. We live from the heart. We think from the heart. It's not the body that drives us, but it's the spirit that is being formed in us. The human spirit is inescapable, fundamental aspect of every human being. It takes on whatever character it has, the experiences and the choices that we have made. This is what it means for us to be formed, Willard says. I love this fact that it isn't ended by my choices, but it is my experiences and my choices, what I've lived through, how I've handled it, that allows me to be continually formed and reformed. We are almost totally a result 
of what we have become in our heart and our spirit. For from our heart, we see and interpret the whole world. From our heart, we take action. From our heart, we make choices. We live in our depths. Things just don't happen to us. Think of the world you live in. Wars, epidemics, famines. I'm so much more aware of the international world and what countries, individual countries are living through because I know many of you are out there living there in Vietnam and in Thailand and in Japan and in Africa and in Germany. And you are living through epidemics and famines and greed and addiction and crime. We all are. There are almost all the outcomes of human choice, which comes from our heart or our spirit. There are exceptions. Generally speaking, this is true. And Choices Matter has always been a huge part of the ministry of homemakers. We have an entire series called Choices Matter. It's a video series, and it takes these four concepts that we're committed to encouraging you, and you as a woman, you as a wife, you as a parent, a mother, you as a homemaker. And we teach six hours on each one of those subjects. Choices matter. You know, one of the great things and thrills in my life is the fact that women write me letters now. I've been at this long enough, and they say to me, my 25-year-old just graduated with a master's degree. My 19-year-old is headed for college. My 12-year-old has just gone into junior high. My kids are reaping the benefits of the things you taught me to do, and I'm doing them. I think to myself, why give me any credit of that at all? Because they are making the choices. They hear it in their heart, and their situations are changed. A carefully cultivated heart will allow the grace of God to help. He'll help us figure it out, foresee it, and transform the most painful situations. And I think that the changed heart is the heart that allows us to get in circumstances where we need wisdom and power. I was recently put into a circumstance, nothing to do with myself. I was just suddenly thrust into it. And there was this difficulty, this very painful witness. And I remember thinking afterwards that the passage in 1 Corinthians one twenty four, he talks about the power and wisdom of God that surpasses the circumstances. When our heart is full of his power and his wisdom, the circumstances are still going to come. They're going to be painful and they're going to hurt. And they're going to cause us to be discombobulated. But it is the power and wisdom that we are cultivating in our heart that allows us to seek the kingdom first. <laughs> that wonderful old song, the wise man built his house upon the rock. And when the rains came and the circumstances flowed, he survived because his house was built on the rock the rock of Jesus Christ, the truth of the scripture, the fact that he has promised us that we will have his power. This is available to all of us. This is a spiritual place in our heart where our thoughts live, our choices come from, and my actions take place. It's my hope that in this time we are together talking about choices, talking about change of heart, that what has been formed inside of you, including idols, including destructive actions, including making poor choices, 
that you will recognize that you can be reformed. You can be transformed. Don't panic. You're not the only woman in the world who wants change. You're not the only woman who ever pondered, how in the world can I do this? In, from, there have been pulpits around the world from the history of time, from Oprah Winfrey to the Me Too movement, from Moses to Solomon, from Hitler to any president in America, that we have been promised change. And I'm going to add my voice to it. I'm going to give you the voices that I have trusted, men and women like Dallas Willard and Wayne Grudem and Jan Johnson and my own experiences and certainly my interpretations of the scripture. I believe you can have a change deep in your heart that you can be transformed. I have one question for you and only one, and I'm going to try to do this at the end of each of these broadcasts. Are you aware of some difference in what you think, feel, and what you do? Are you aware of some differences in what you think and feel and what you do? We are Modern Homemakers, and I am Donna Otto, and I've been delighted to be with you today. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and begin the process of a transformed heart. Thank you.